0: This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alphoratus Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Director, Lead Writer, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Ben. Hi. You know what we don't have this week? Uh, Time. The cat oh also time time. <laughs> we are running this is gonna be a tight episode yep <laughs> but uh this week ben uh now before i tell you what this week is about just because i want to build a little suspense at home right i saw this particular film twice not by choice so that's just your preface yeah so this week <laughs> we are talking about the storytelling well actually you know i was gonna do storytelling but i've changed my mind really i yeah. thought you were gonna do storytelling as well well because i've been thinking about it all week and what i really care about in this film is the genre so we're gonna do the genre of spider-man homecoming all right Here
1: we go. Good evening, Peter. You have
0: 576 possible. So, Spider-Boy's out. He's back mm-hmm. for his sixth film. F- yeah.
1: Third reincarnation.
0: Seventh, if you count the 70s Japanese Spider-Man film.
1: The, the, there's a 70s Japanese yeah, dude, Spider-Man Yeah, fucking film? step into the ring, mate. Huh. All right? Don't I'm you, a, come, don't you I, be coming at me like with I your should, five Spider-Man films. I feel like films? I should see it. It's six really, it's barely anything to the Spider-Man, but it's definitely <laughs> licensed. Um, so, there's been six, three actors. Yep. On well, average,
0: two each. Technically, eight if you count Civil War as being a Spider-Man film. Uh, I don't. So, the, uh, so there's been six, five. F- there's been a bunch of Spider Boy films. Yeah, most of them are not great. Most of them are shit. Spider-Man Two is pretty dope. Um, I
1: like the I like Spider-Man One just because I like the Green Goblin. It's so dour, it's so dour and fucking. It impressive. is, but I, I do like I do like the Green Goblin.
0: Also, shout out if you're watching at home and/or listening at home on the on the audio feed. Uh, we've got a new camera this week, plus our new lights. It looks fabulous. It, it might stop working halfway through, but this is like- Yeah, pro- this is, like this like is the, the, first the price you had- pay for quality. This is like the first time we've had like a proper professional setup, so hopefully <laughs> this will continue to improve as we go, and we'll get yeah. a better lens and all that shit. And we
1: have nice beer to celebrate. This is just- this isn't to celebrate. This it's pretty just, nice,
0: though. This is just because we're fancy boys. Because we're
1: fancy boys drinking- <sighs> I'm not going to try.
0: Weiss and Steppenfianna. Um- <laughs> Shouldn't have good tried. Job. Should not have tried. Okay, so, despite my Do you want to give people a quick rundown of like the. To also, spoilers, as always. If it's in the name of the of thing, we're going to spoil it. Do I mean, if,
1: a lot of the film is spoiled by. The trailers. Oh, there is one, There's good one twist. big old twist that There's one really in. good twist that I really want to talk about because of how amazing it is. We might we'll, leave we'll it for it later. Because
0: yeah. last time I said no spoilers, the no, next Then we immediately thing you dropped s- a spoiler? No, you yelled, I think it was logan you yelled that someone died immediately afterwards i had to go back into the edit and add space <laughs> right i had to add a disclaimer Sorry about that because you just screamed we won't, out we
1: won't spoil this you as... screamed
0: out a spoiler <laughs> a half a second after i said okay spoilers from yep. here on out all right <laughs> um do you want to give people like a quick rundown of like what you felt the story was in this film because i've got some interesting <sighs> thoughts on it based on what people think the it, film is about. i uh,
1: well, i tweeted um, i tweeted a few things after after we saw the film uh, at little citrus by the way um and my, one, of, one of my tweets was, uh, I think it was. This was my Spider-Man: Homecoming was my favorite High School Musical sequel.
0: which is a really apt, <laughs> funny, but also very pithy. It's
1: very, yeah. It's the kind of thing where the film is such, such like a coming-of-age high school drama. Oh, absolutely! Like you'd see it on TV at like sort of two p.m. when you're homesick oh one yes. night. It's made in like the nineties. It's like some super white suburban.
0: Well, you know film. the guy. The except who, the main character just happens to be Spider Man. The guys who wrote uh, one of the guys who wrote for Freaks and Geeks wrote for this film as well. So there's right. a lot of similarities. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of the point I want to touch on. Is like I think that this is where superhero films need to go in the future. Is like you, superhero films as a genre are getting kind of dull. Like we've seen yeah. a bunch of big things hit a bunch of other big things. We've seen Marvel films, but just- you can do like you could do like a Batman noir film that's a detective story yeah. that happens to be a superhero story well or I a, think
1: you had yeah. Logan as well which was Logan that's just straight up a drama film mm. like yeah it's violent and it's you know it's a superhero film but it's it's not a it's not a it's, superhero film yeah it's not it's a superhero a film, film. Set in it's a superhero universe. yeah it just happens to be superhero. I,
0: I think I think that's where we're going in the future like I think there's a real oh card full that's all the video we're getting apparently <laughs> That's well, fine. That's wow.
1: all you guys get. Uh, that's <laughs> for those of you at home now. watching, uh, we don't not have, anymore.
0: I don't have time to reset it. No. Um, we'll just keep going. Oh, sorry, if you seen the other cards full as well. There'll be a stock. There'll be a stock. The stock footage is, in the background. This is why I kind of have nice things. I buy a really big SD card, and everyone fills it the fuck up. Yeah. I might just get like a 128 gigabyte one for that's next good. week. Um, yeah. So I guess for me, what's interesting is that we're, we've hit a point now with just like the um, the dissemination of the comic book genre that like now we can have comic book films that like don't really have a lot to do with like being in a superhero universe like yeah. i know that this features iron man and stuff but really it's a story about like a kid who's kind of disenfranchised at school trying to deal with growing up and then you know as he gets older he gets also powers which is just like an analog for yeah it's cool. marvel it's analog for like, gayness or like sure puberty yeah. or whatever it is <laughs> you know he's going to deal with this this other side of his life and then spider-man's so such a compelling character because like He's so relatable. I'm a fan of Spider-Man. He's He's, so relatable. He's he's one of my favorite characters. He's
1: always been really cool. I mean, I I went back and watched part of, like, uh, The Amazing Mm Spider-Man, and I think Garfield is my least favorite Spider-Man now. Mm -hmm. It was a weird thing where when when Amazing Spider-Man came out, I was really into it, because it was was pre-Deadpool, which is important for, like, that film's context, because Amazing Spider-Man was very Deadpool in in some ways. It had a lot of, like... A lot of, yeah it had what we ex- thought a deadpool film would be like and then deadpool happened we were like, oh, we were okay. like oh, okay, it's bad amazing spider mans just kind of average just, it's in the realm of <laughs> it's that it's a bit cocky yeah
0: well not even that but like it just felt like it was trying to do more than it should have yeah but yeah. then and it
1: and it was like you know amazing spider-man was like oh it was a breath of fresh air from uh toby Maguire, who was like
0: it's Dow that,
1: that Spider-Man. Real sour down me. So we are like, oh, you know, uh, Garfield's great. But then it's like Tom Holland. Like, yeah, he's a dick. But
0: he's a he's a good Spider-Man. You know, I'll say this. Uh, great accent. Uh, yeah, he pulls it off. Hello, I'm Tom Holland. <laughs> I meant in real life. It's fucking All right. He sounds like fucking Daniel Radcliffe. But like, without the Is years he... of being battered by being a, like a superstar. Where he's just like, hello, my name's Tom Holland. I'm yeah, really he wasn't. Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I I got no. No, I I just thought that like he he, uh, and I don't think I mean he obviously did a good job. let let's not like he did a good job, but I think the script good yeah. and the framing of the film was like so smart, right? Like everyone reacted like a person would in the situations they were in. Like you don't come. Oh yeah, person, opening you,
1: the f- opening the film with his like vlog of, and you're like, of civil civil like, war was like a so yeah it was so perfect because yeah. you're like of course he's yeah he's like filming during the fight he's like oh i gotta go i gotta go yeah. my, my thing's being called so good which is like so ridiculous because it's it weirdly contextualizes civil war which was the series business like it, yeah it it, civil war to- was like a big high for like the marvel universe yeah and like here's literally what like actually the next film no after Gun- guardians doesn't count um, yeah, guardians. like the next film in the same timeline which is, like, sort of directly after Civil War. Yeah, contextualizes Literally, that. like, a week or, like, a few weeks after well, Civil
0: War. Well, or it's two years in the future because... We'll get into this in a minute, but they fuck up the timeline a bit with the oh, eight years they? later thing. We'll get into that in a minute. But, right. no, keep going.
1: Sorry. Um. Yeah, but it's the... I, I like, lost my train of thought. Damn it, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, so they, they, took, they took, like, Civil War, which was, like, this... And this is just, like, the opening bit, which was, like, the super serious thing. And then they were just, like, yeah, he was, like... Here's the same events from the perspective of just this this silly kid who just got invited. Yeah,
0: but I think what's cool about that too is it he is- contextualizes Peter Parker's relationship to them as well. Because when 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 cause the whole the whole start of the film, the whole first act is uh, Tom Holland trying to prove that he is um, that he is an Avenger. He wants to be an Avenger. He's yeah. trying to do things the Avengers would do. But that first scene sets you up really well to know that you're actually he's actually not on that playing field. Like, A, he didn't he didn't really understand why that was so significant. And B, I think, crucially, you get that awesome line from Tony where, you know, Tom Holland's raving about how he, uh, uh, you know, he fought Captain America. He's just as worthy to be there as ever. And, yeah. and uh, Iron Man is like, if Captain wanted you, if he could fucking, he, he would have laid you out. Yeah, it's like, he, he could have, yeah, it's, he could have destroyed you if he wanted Where you're to. like, of course he could. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's just this thing where you go, oh, right, this is just a kid who has no idea the broader context of what's going on yeah i think that, that that opening moment sets it up so well and because you see it from tom holland's perspective or peter parker i guess it's tom <laughs> but because you see it from peter parker's perspective your only framework going into the film is his perspective so yeah. you're like oh he was cool he was that was awesome he's having fun and then yeah, you know, why aren't they letting him be on the team you're kind of following him through that journey and then you get iron man who's obviously on the outside going this kid needs to just like put the brakes chill on. out like, yeah you know it's and almost
1: like Tony Stark's like looking at himself, like seeing himself in Peter Parker, oh, and going okay. like, "I don't." About- I, he's like, "Don't follow." Yeah, the he's path like, "Don't fuck it
0: up like I did." <laughs> okay, here's here's a I like- mean, that's oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent. Well, that's what the whole spider. film's about. Yeah, it's a, it's about a father and a son, and then the, the the father wanting the son to be better. It's a classic Naive-A-Day yeah. yeah. plot where the son idolizes the father, realizes the father has faults, and then carves their own part. People do that in real life. That's why it's such a compelling story. Yeah. It's because like some people, when their kids, if you have good parents, then. Because I know some people don't, and they, you know, there's varying degrees of parents where people don't have parents at all, but people that do have good parents sometimes idolize them. Yeah. And as you grow up, you realize they're just people. Mm. And that's kind of a nice... It's a nice plot because he's in high school and he's learning. But i th- I got two things that are my favorites about this film, and then I'll stop ranting and we'll get to okay. the analysis. <laughs> but I fucking love that everyone in this film reacted like a person would to a thing that happened. Normally in superhero films, it's like a comic book reaction. But every time something fucking happened, like... One of the best moments in the whole film is when Peter Parker goes back to school after the Washington Monument situation, you know. With yeah. The, and they go back, and he's um, he's talking to Ned, and he's like, "I'm so far beyond school, like, you know." No, Ned's like, "Are oh, we going? Like, are you coming to Spanish or whatever?" We, Spanish and, quiz. And he's like, "No, I've got to go take down the vulture." He's like, "No, we have a quiz." And <laughs> the, and and he's like, "You don't want to become a high school dropout." And that to me, like, it's such a clever contextualization because it reminds you that actually the real world is as important for Peter Parker as the suit. Yeah. And that's always the conflict with his character, is like, how do you balance the two lives? And this film did a really good job of that, where it's like, how do you actually have a relationship and also have to disappear every night to go and be Spider-Man? Yeah. And how do you lie to people and how do you manage all that? But I thought it was less sour and like upsetting than the previous films outcomes of that well like in the previous films him doing that always got someone murdered horribly yeah or, like got his uncle killed or like got like, his I'm, girlfriend killed yeah
1: i'm glad they never i'm glad they didn't dwell too much on the on the concept of him being like torn as to like having to tell someone the thing that really shits me off in a lot of other su- superhero films especially when there's like secret identities is being they, involved they just don't tell is people. there's that yeah and it's where you're in a situation where you're like your problem could be solved if you just told them who you were
0: Oh, it's the post-it note theory. So this is a really good point. Yeah. And if you're writing a um, screenplay or a book or anything, one of the big lessons is if, if a conflict can be solved by someone writing a post-it note and putting it on the fridge, think it's about... not a very good conflict. Well, yeah. it could be a really good conflict because the contextualization may mean that that can't happen. But if there's literally no reason why a character and their motivations wouldn't just do that to solve it, why don't they yeah, do that?
1: Yeah, especially in this film where he, he does... Like, someone finds out. Like, his friend, what, Ned? Ned. Yeah, Ned knows. So it's like you know it's they they almost avoided that problem by just letting one of the characters in
0: well i think it's smart too because what you get then is you get someone who can contextualize uh the difference between the two lives
1: yeah without having to be like why are you running off it's like i have to go do a thing you're like and then ned just being like what the fuck are you and talking like about? and like also now, like, ned knows ned's like he's the spider-man so he's like i know you're the spider man but like
0: you got a spider go to your fucking quiz right you got a spider get to class <laughs> you know? but i thought that was really nice too and something that they did really there was a lot of um silence in this film where they could have done like really heavy like heavy handed exp- exposition to try and make you feel like you were getting told the whole story so a good example is um uh, uh ned's at the party and then peter is off chasing the vulture and he comes back from his conversation with Iron Man uh, and he finds the purple what's-it and he's chatting to Ned. Uh, Ned calls him on the phone. Yeah. and there's no really long scene where spider-man's like i'm sorry i missed it i was chasing the vulture yeah he's
1: basically just like just don't come back
0: yeah he's like don't bother coming back and peter's like okay cool because that's how friends work you don't yeah. like immediately apologize like if i fucking ditch you at a party you'll be like dude don't come back they would make calling you a dick i'd be like okay cool they're calling you, you
1: yeah they're calling you penis mcneil don't come back yeah, i'm like cool i'll see you
0: tomorrow dude i'm not gonna be like dude i'm so sorry for fucking ditching and it's chasing like down it's the like look
1: i am thing. listening to you but in my other ear all i'm hearing is Penis McNeil. Penis McNeil. That's exactly just-
0: it. <laughs> and that's such a, like, I thought that was just really a genuine way of handling that. Yeah. Um, whereas there might have been a tendency to, like, I don't know. Have that of- be a conflict. Well, not even have it be a conflict, but have them try and explain away why it isn't a conflict. Right, which feels like a really that's like a late like that. That's when you don't trust your audience to be smart enough to work it out. Yeah, where you're like, you know, if like Look,
1: these guys are friends, they're gonna work it out like friends. It's
0: like, yeah, then just let them let them be friends. Let don't them have them friends. explain yeah. to us that they're friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that that to me is one of the biggest strengths of this film. But the other strength is like the parallels they draw between Peter and uh Tony Stark, but they're not like obnoxious, right? No, they're so, very, they're really subtle. So Tony, a, a really a really obnoxious one at the end that isn't obnoxious so you realize what it is is when so he uh tony stark has the the suit the new suit the iron spider suit the iron spider, yeah. um and he says to peter look we can go out there we can announce he was the newest avenger and that's the exact same thing that tony stark does at the end of iron man one he calls his massive press conference and he announces that he's iron man <laughs> and it's isn't isn't in the comic he actually does different there situation because like- at that point peter's been spider-man for like Oh, okay, because I've
1: I've seen a yeah. panel. So yeah, in, in the I've okay. seen a single panel so, in, of the press conference. In the in the
0: Civil War comic book, Peter Parker, who's like twenty nine, has been Spider Man yeah, for like a long really time, old, yeah. he then reveals who he is. Yeah. I've not, seen this. Not, seen not that. At, at Tony's behest, not because of Tony. Whereas this was a parallel to the first Iron Man film when, when he comes out Tony Stark tone, is yeah. like, I'm Iron Man or whatever, with this massive press. And what you see is like this moment where you suddenly realize that Peter Parker is more mature than Tony Stark was at that point yeah. in his career. Yeah. And, and he's Tony, a 15-year-old Yeah, because
1: Tony was almost thinking, it's like, this is the logical progression kind of thing. Mm. To when you become an He's Avenger, like, because that's what I did. Tell every- yeah.
0: Whereas, like, Peter's like, no, 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 I'm going to go like, back. No, and I'm going to go back
1: to Queens. and <laughs> Theory time. I've got a quick theory, theory time, before right. we
0: get into the rest of the analysis. We are running out of time, but I've got a lot to... Game theory. Game theory. Right. We shouldn't do those jokes here. They're not going to land. This is a podcast <laughs> audience. Um, So... I think what's cool is that I, I believe I think that the suit that Peter gets at the end.
1: Uh that he gets back he gets
0: given back at the end might be like a little bit toned down tech wise. So like it might be I, I want Karen. I mean I
1: I think absolutely. I think they, I kinda want Karen
0: back though, because I think that was really clever. That was cool,
1: but I think they were using they were using that, we're using that. They were using the upgraded suit as sort of a like out of your depth kind of metaphor.
0: It's like stepping into daddy's shoes, basically. Yeah,
1: like I don't think it'll. I don't th- either. It'll come back, but he'll just sort of natively know how to use it, and we'll just see a lot of cool like and, yeah, advanced stuff. Yeah, they won't tell you what's happening. He'll just yeah, be good he, won't at be like, oh, he won't be like. He won't be like. Ah, use the taser one. He'll just do they it. They probably won't even use the taser one again. That was kind of silly.
0: It was in a lot of the comics. It's not very good. No, not a very good web. There's a, a lot of the dumb. stuff they put in and they were like. They'll they probably just bring fun. back
1: like the machine gun Like stuff the fork
0: web that. thing, which is like the dumbest thing from the comic book. They made fun of. And I was like, good. Yeah. Like, cause it's dumb. It and was- then he uses it later and it works. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it's so good. It'll probably be a thing
1: where it's just slightly advanced Spider-Man, but they don't make like reference to it no i mean they don't like point
0: it out even They're if like
1: oh look spider nades oh look uh, taser, spider boy taser even if he was just, was just
0: mildly bad. better at being spider-man yeah, he's real bad at in this yeah he's, he's just a real shit, bad hero. So. But, uh, what, what's yeah. kind of fun is like just from like a genre perspective you've got this like coming of age story set in high school which is like a high school drama but also one of the things that i fucking loved about this film is this the the superhero stuff plays an awesome analog to that where it's like Peter is, like, not a good Spider-Man most of the time. Well, they
1: also... They also...
0: They pull Spider-Man
1: out of where Spider-Man is powerful. Everyone's made the joke that Spider-Man outside of a city is useless. Mm -hmm. Because he is. And absolutely, 100% in this film, they run the joke of... They do that,
0: like, three times.
1: Yeah, where he's, like, in... He's just in the suburbs, and it's just... Trees. He just throws out his web and just lands on the floor because there's no dude
0: towers that landed so much way. that landed so much better the second night than the first night. Oh really? Yeah. The one so for people at home, we, I saw
1: it the second. Yeah, time. I went to see it the first
0: time with Scott and his partner, and then the second time with Ben and Laura. yep The first time it was just them laughing because no one in the cinema seemed to get it, even though it was a full cinema. Like right. none of them got any of the jokes. Whereas the second time, everyone laughed at everything that mm. was a joke. It was weird.
1: Yeah. Maybe just the audience. Was yeah, just tuned
0: in. it just it was strange. Yeah, I mean, there were there were less kids, which I think helped when right. we went to it. There was a lot of kids the first time I went yeah. to it. Um but I think that's one of the, it's one of these films where like that plays a gra- it's a great analog. But then to top it off, just to fucking rub salt in the wound of DC, <laughs> they have a this is maybe the best villain they've ever done. Oh my god,
1: this villain! I was gonna say, can we talk about the villain? This like not only for me, not only does this evoke uh, a lot of Green Goblin, who is my favorite villain. Um, of all the Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, he's he's like, first of all, it's Birdman. Um, I think that's funny. It's yep. Birdman as Birdman. Um, yeah, that's pretty. But tight. he's like, he's so multi-layered. Like, he's actually interesting. And also, I guess we'll get to the twist.
0: We'll come to that in a minute. Where right. yeah, but okay. So here's what's here's why I like it. Right. So sure. the external genre of the whole thing is like a is a thriller. Right. It's like you've got this guy with a bunch of like. With funky weapons, with with a, with a bunch of power, who's trying to take something away from the hero? Sorry, the hero's trying to stop him from taking something away from the hero. Yeah. So the hero, in this case, Peter, wants to stop him from stealing these weapons and taking control of whatever, like doing yeah, this bad, stuff. doing bad stuff. And the really cool thing is, it, it it's really it's like it beat beat for beat hits all of the ne- the the things you need to hit for a, f- a thriller to be effective, right? It goes from. This kind of impersonal thing; it gets progressively more personal. There's a hero at the mercy of the villain scene. They yeah. even do like the fucking man in the room scene, which is really like an awesome trope, which no one does anymore. Where, man like, in the room. The man in the room is where like it's like a video game where you come to the last boss room and there's a guy like sitting in a room that's like completely. Oh empty right, man in the room. room. Yeah. Yeah, and they do that, and it's
1: fucking awesome. It's really and then, good. And then you get one because it's my... not
0: contrived. It has a purpose. And as well. it's like it's yeah, it, it's it's both hitting the trope but also subverting it because. Vulture has a reason to do that. Yeah. You know, Tombs has a reason to do that. And I th- I thought it was really clever that when Peter does get trapped under that oh, rubble, he has his moment. Well, he, he, well, well, he, he it's he it's, it's real actual it's, superhero. It's super Spider-Man. Cause the first thing he does is react like any other 15 year old kid would do. Which it's just is, like, start screaming. Cry. Yeah. And that was like a little bit. Upset. I was like, Oh, it's Fuck. like it's like a little too real. Yeah, when he's, he's like he's like yelling he's out like help freaking and he's like out, and, and you're like, oh, Jesus this is just like a 15 year old kid, you know? This is a kid just dying. And then he, you know, in a true Peter Parker moment, he gathers himself and he's like, okay, I am Spider Man. What would Spider Man do? I've, I've I can missed, do this.
1: I've missed scenes like that in Marvel films, literally since Iron Man one. We, I've like, and maybe the first Captain America, mm-hmm. like we've never had just like true. And like this is kind of why I liked Wonder Woman because it was just. There were just moments where it's just the characters believing in themselves and overcoming odds, and you're like, "Yes, thank you." And it's like, such just
0: oh, uh, thank so you f- for
1: just not making some contrived bullshit. Just yeah. letting the character just have have them be, be themselves. Be a
0: superhero who believes in themselves,
1: and then uses <laughs> that
0: to help. Like, I know it's so nice. It's so it's, like, n- oh, it's, it's so refreshing. Yeah, and it wasn't ironic. And then no,
1: it was completely 100 uh, like true. The character, the, the earnestness
0: like, yes. of of this film, plus the comedy. Like, I just think it worked really well.
1: I think it's it's currently probably the best like marvel film like in terms of like Mm, for me guardians of the galaxy is like the best marvel marvel film Mm -hmm. this is like the best film they've made in terms of just like structure and like yeah because
0: it's got a genre that isn't just superhero. yeah it's a superhero high school drama yeah you could put this next to mean girls and they kind of fall into like a roughly the same sheen of structure
1: yeah i feel like Um, i've said like x film was the best marvel film so far we should You've go said back. A few I say it a lot. Yeah, yeah, we
0: should do an episode of OTS where we just run through. Where we just like, run all the- through and actually figure out which one's Cause the best. suddenly the, suddenly the worst <laughs> is th- are- thought two, the darkening world. Thor, the oh world yeah, absolutely. just uh, <laughs> two, get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in it. Not enough though. Um, no, like I think that I just think structurally, like it was so solid, and they did the smartest thing that you can do in a comic book film, which is pick a genre that isn't superheroes and then put your superheroes in it and do something interesting and it just was really fun so now you can do the twist thing even
1: uh uh twist yeah like holy shit his like he's the father and it works because they're mixed race
0: (laughs) yeah right
1: it's so at first you're like what and then you and then you're also like First at first I was like oh it's it's the trope of the bad guys captured his girlfriend and he's that like that was at why that was
0: why it was such a clever twist and I was like know. oh
1: it's this trope and then it's like he's like oh you're here to meet her I'm the father and I was like and my first my brain thought was like how wow what no really <laughs> my first brain thought I was like I was like okay I was still continue. in continue. I was
0: still oh shitting I was I like- was
1: I was on like <laughs> two I was like is she like adopted then? like or is and then, like the mother came in, I was like, "Oh yeah, like,
0: duh, of course, mixed race." Didn't occur to me until you mentioned it after we saw it. I was just so in it. I was like, I was oh shitting the whole time because I'm like, I, I know, had my oh
1: shit moment, then went like,
0: "Hang on." <laughs> How good is that build up after that in the back seat where it's just Peter Parker fucking sweating? Balls? Oh,
1: I mean that whole scene. You're basically like. Tom Holland plays you, the viewer, it's so well. horrifying. Where he's just sitting there going like, what the it's fuck? So and everyone in the audience is going like, what the and, fuck? And
0: okay, I also want to point out that this is a really good... This is a good point, not not just in comparison to the Spider-Man films, but in comparison to all the Marvel films. <coughs> when Tombs works out Peter's identity as Spider-Man, what's he really nice... A choice. It's, there's not a contrivance to like... He doesn't like beat up a f- Ned and be like, tell me you're fucking Spider-Man. Like, yeah. you... But, he, you see him putting it together yeah like, what's really cool is they show you how tombs gets to it and he, like a normal person would be like that's ridiculous but tombs is smart enough to be like this makes sense and yeah he's could- at the point where yeah. he's
1: like and it's the kind of thing where even he doesn't even when he's talking to when he's like talking to uh peter he doesn't like straight up say so you're spider-man he kind of tiptoes around. He's trying to work out if it is. Yeah, he he gauges the situation and he 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 throws out some questions and based on Peter's reaction, he goes, definitely this is... Th- there's I'm, a moment... I'm right.
0: There's a moment where he's sitting at the red light and he asks a question and Peter responds and the light turns green and that's when he knows that it's Peter. Uh, yeah, I remember, really, that, I, re- yeah I remember a really that really bit as well. Cues. Yeah, I remember that. And it's somehow more sinister that he's lit green. It's so creepy. That, yeah, I picked up on that and I was like... It's a, t- it's a tight visual cue that yeah, lets you know I,
1: like I, i've i specifically you, remember yeah your
0: subconscious goes okay he's got it he knows yeah and then fuck dude when okay so <laughs> no this, it's so clever right so they get it's a really clever way to like modulate the ending where you're expecting like this is like the hero of the mercy of the villain scene yeah plus the uh villain uh the speech and praise of the villain scene where you've got tombs um Sorry, the speech in the praise of the villain scene is the man in the room scene in this film, where Toombs basically explains his motivation to Peter. But you get the hero at the mercy of the villain where Peter can't escape the backseat of that car, and then they do this fucking clever thing where in every other thriller, you would let Peter escape through his wit. Like, he'd just get out. out Yeah. But in this, they roll up to the thing, and the the, the scary music is playing, and then the pop music kicks in, and you're like, oh, thank God he's going to get out. And then Tom's is like, no, 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 let me have a chat. I got a You're like, no. And you're like, no. Nah. And, like, nah. <laughs> and it's such a clever, like, well, then, and double then, negative. And then, then like, scene. immediately
1: after it, when, when you have the scene where Peter's walking in, and even they play it so well, where you're thinking through your mind, like, what the fuck is he going to do? Like, is he going to talk to, is he going to tell her? Is he going to, like, what's he going to do? And he walks in and he walks up to, shit, what's her name? Jess. Jess.
0: Mm? He does, he. D- Liz.
1: Liz. Okay. I'm bad at names. Um he walks up to Liz and he doesn't he doesn't really say anything. he just kind of like he's just like, I have to go, and you're like, what
0: yeah, he's fifteen isn't it he, And then doing? he
1: bolts, and you're like, wait what what are you doing? and then he runs and he yeah. grabs this web fluid and it's like, What
0: are you doing? <laughs> it's because, like yeah, it's like Fucking Peter Parker, or like, such a good character. He's a 15-year-old nerd. He's like, of course he's I don't gonna know gonna what fucking... to do. Of course he's going to run off and yeah. chase the bad oh, guys. so good. God damn it. Fuck, I... And then Ned gets a good moment, sure. Ned gets his moment in the spotlight, mm. which I thought was really fun. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was really fun that, like, <laughs> also something that uh, someone mentioned to me on Twitter was that it was a diverse cast without being... Like they didn't, they weren't actively being diverse. They just cast. Yeah, you people. just had.
1: Yeah, you just had a lot of like a lot of characters who would have been like stereotyped as like sort of certain actors. Just cut, it got. Just, just got someone. Yeah, they it's, just got an it's actor. Just a really
0: tight way of doing. I gotta say though, like I just thought that that was like they just didn't try for diversity. They just clearly hired based on talent. The and went, the, yeah.
1: uh, the bully nerd character was a bit weird because. Flash. Yeah, because that kind of. He's definitely not going to become Venom. <laughs> <laughs> and, well and like that kind of human being doesn't exist
0: uh actually, like
1: a nerd who's like a no, dj and everyone likes him here's the thing i'll say he... but
0: here's the thing i'll say about that my experience with nerds in high school was he's a private school nerd sorry right. he's a, sorry he's a private school bully okay, A different kind sorry. of yeah he's a private okay. school bully where it's like typically bullies are like the debating team seven cool. foot jocks yeah who are like muscular dudes they're just some rich douchebag who calls you names a lot yeah, like sure. I, thought, I just thought that was a much like I thought it was a much more realistic way. Of yeah, doing I thought it. I thought it was more subtle at least. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I think it's less relatable to a lot of people, but in that, I think in doing that, what they did was they said because I think one of the biggest problems with making Flash a thirty-year-old man who's bulging with muscles is that like <laughs> it's too um it's it's hard for you to reconcile with everyone else that like no one really knew that kid in high school who was like that. Whereas a lot of people know like a rich asshole kind of thing.
1: Yeah, know, like so a rich like, prissy kid.
0: Yeah, so it was a bit more relatable and like, he wasn't like a clever bully. He was just mean. Like whatever the he name... Wasn't,
1: was. He wasn't even particularly that horrible.
0: Yeah, like Penis Parker isn't like a clever insult. It's no, not, like, it's, it's, it's really just, like, bad. It's, but it's like, that's the dumb thing you think is mean in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I just thought that was like, I don't know, it's just very true to the source material and I get cre- credit for the writers for like really fucking nailing down the tone and the place and the setting and then tying that brilliantly into yeah Because it's, it's not like he gave him like a
1: swellie or anything like no, they didn't so
0: <laughs> clever like it's like modern bullying is like people being mean to you on facebook and calling you fucking
1: penis parker. penis parker yeah
0: like people don't typically i mean they do obviously you know people do beat people like there is or whatever. yeah but most bullying for most people that can afford to go see a spider-man film is gonna be that kind of bullying. <laughs> can go see you know Spider-Man. what i mean like sure yeah they hit their target market spider-man is
1: for everyone though david
0: You know what I mean. I just, I don't know. I just, I just think they fucking, they fired on all cylinders and it was a clear vision. And I just think it's a great example of when you can put a studio and a writing room to work and you can cast well. And instead of just doing a fucking film to fill in your calendar, you do a, you pick, you take a superhero and then you put them in a genre and you do it really
1: well. I'm kind of worried. I don't, I don't really want a sequel. Like I don't want one. (laughs) Mm. Like just put him in, like just put him in, like the Avengers and stuff. Put him in yeah. other films, like make him the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like, just chuck him in. Just put him in things because I think this film is really all we need
0: mm-hmm.
1: of like in terms of standalone Spider-Man. Because like, what other storylines can you really do with him? Because luckily we avoided the origin story. I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't his, see a his... fucking spider in this film. Yeah, um, uh, there's i I'm lot glad of... they just made a reference to it with. Did the spider bite hurt? It's like, and he's like, yeah, a bit. And like, that was it. That, that was, was the a fun story. scene too. Yeah.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of really, really good Spider-Man stories they could do that wouldn't necessarily tie into the <laughs> wide universe that I'd like to see. Right. Like, I don't know. He, I didn't really grow up reading Spider-Man, but I kind of backtracked Um, when The when the Amazing Spider-Man came out. I read a bunch back Like when uh, they cast Andrew Garfield. I just did like some back reading. Yeah. That. There's some really tight succinct narratives they could do that are really interesting I think the biggest problem they're going to face is a lot of the Spider-Man comics rely on some crazy oscorp like kind of like backstory stuff where it's like you have to have clones of Peter Parker for certain stories uh. to work and like inter- interdimensional extra Spider-Man. Yeah I don't from think that's
1: going to happen for a while
0: I would love to see, I've said this before Mr. Sunday Movies did a really good video on it, I would love to see <laughs> a Spider-Man film with all the Spider-Mans coming back in an interdimensional Spider-Man crossover. They could get Peter, bring P- back toby maguire yeah, they could get toby maguire back get andrew garfield back tom holland they could get a uh, spider gwen with um emma stone they could do <laughs> uh, uh they could do a spider like there's so many things oh, they could do God. with it because because the- in the spider verse that's already like there's so many comics that yeah, do yeah i do like f- spider Gwen. i fucking love spider Gwen's a great character Spider-Man's i fucking love to see that and you know the cool thing is that with james gunn taking on the space marvel universe like that's his responsibility is yeah. marvel in space what could be really cool is if they help you know there's like the grounded earth stuff and then they f- you know the the uh, netflix stuff and the um captain america and whatnot and then you fork off into like crazy interdimensional bullshit because that's thor <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's do some starting. do some crazy bullshit well thor ragnarok is a space films so that's under james gunn's protection exactly yeah yeah but like do interdimensional shit why not yeah Fuck! They got so many options. I'm just excited for like what they do next. If, if yeah. this is a good indication of what they can do, I
1: mean, for me, this is just a good indication of the direction of the direction for like superhero films. And mainly, I think it's a weird thing where it's it's superhero films that aren't tied down to aren't immensely tied down to like being a sequel or being directly part of the universe. Because yeah. like you got Spider-Man, which is can be very separate. You have Wonder Woman, which is basically for all intents and purposes dc's entry to superhero films let's be honest yep um post post dark, uh, post uh dark yeah oh yeah um yeah. <laughs> and and then you have what was the third one logan which is mm-hmm. um x-men escaping from uh the trenches of mediocre mediocrity well i guess x-men um, does
0: the opposite thing where it relies on 11 years of history to make it work. <laughs> So it's interesting. I don't know. But they can get away with
1: it. they can they they've shown that they can they can do things differently with Logan. I mean, they've
0: already they've already said that they're doing some they got some crazy bullshit plan for X-Men. They're doing X-Men uh New Mutants, which is like a fucking horror film <laughs> with mutants in it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm down. Good. Like yeah. do do more, more of that. <laughs> shit. Like Spider-Man is a good fucking case study for when if you take a genre and you work it to its fucking bones... Give me
1: like a ro- Give me like a give me like a rom-com <sighs> with like Superman and uh and fuck i forget that actually name. give me a She's good so give me a
0: good superman film first <laughs> yeah first um, of all just give us a good superman film but like film, give me like right? a hardcore detective batman film oh yeah absolutely and like, give me like give us noir batman give me like a police procedural with, sp- uh,
1: Green Lantern film like give us a ben affleck noir oh, film oh give us a really good
0: batman. ben affleck batman film and i can die a happy give man. us like a
1: give us like a batman film with ben affleck where he spends most of the time being um fucking bruce wayne he's a pretty good as bruce a detective cuz he? he's a fl- he's, he's a, a bloody brilliant bruce wayne
0: um I don't know. I just want to see. I want to see that. And yeah, give us a high school musical sequel with Spider Man, but and you give can tick like that a... one off now. So cool. Yeah, there's so many options that you can do with this, and it just feels like this. This industry is gonna f- like the superhero bubble is only gonna burst if they don't do other genres. Within Man,
1: it. I wish Sky so... High got a sequel.
0: You know, Sky High's fucking great. <laughs> sky High's a great film. If you
1: don't know about that, go that's for what this it. film is. It reminds yeah, yeah, it's very Sky High. Sam's was... Kurt Russell,
0: I guess. Yeah, but you know, we can, um, we can look past that. Well, he was in Guardians too, so I've got. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So. I think that maybe the lesson here is that when you work in a in a uh, container of being in a superhero film... Yeah, when
1: you're making Marvel films... You actually you know.
0: can and should try and do a decent internal genre that is really going to do some work <laughs> for those characters. Like, you yeah. know, if you're going to do a Venom film, which has only been fucking talking about make doing for a some horror reason. Film. like make it a horror film or like make it a thriller or make it like yeah. a if you can do like a carnage film make it a police procedural if you can do Greenland green Lantern, make it a police procedural like do something different that had that's like hyper focus within the larger context of like the world and mm-hmm. then when you have your infinity wars great that's like a crossover yeah event. have the rump. Because that's what they do in comic books. You have a big crossover comic yeah, book. Yeah, destroy a bunch of cities in
1: that film. That's yeah. yeah.
0: And then have, you know, a fucking Iron Man 3, but good, where it's like Tony <laughs> dealing with PTSD or whatever. Like, have that be like a war film? <laughs> Iron
1: Man 3 is so bad.
0: <laughs> it has some really good stuff in it.
1: It does, it's but... It's just not
0: great. Um, no, no, no. I just think there's a lot of room for for that kind of...
1: And, you know, they're definitely starting doing it more. I just want to see more of it. Yeah, these films are kind of like... They're giving some wriggle room. Yeah, which you know, is awesome. You know, have, you have like a little high school film here. You have like a... Like a very campy earnest film there, and it creates space,
0: yeah, exactly. for other films
1: to come along and be like, "Oh look, I'm a horror film. Oh look, I'm a you know, I'm a noir detective film. Give us those, please. Yeah. We're begging you.
0: Please give me a good Batman. <laughs> That's probably a really good place to end. Uh, do you have any recommendations for us this week, man? What have you been checking out? Uh,
1: I've been playing player unknowns battlegrounds
0: oh, yeah we've we've done we're, we're getting into that a bit there'll be yeah. some live streams and stuff on our youtube channel
1: that's kind of yeah that's, that's about that's it that's about
0: it uh yeah shit, i've been real busy um whatever uh what have I, I i've tried to um get back into so killjoy season two is on netflix so i've been trying to watch that it's like a kind of low grade firefly ripoff it's pretty good um that's about it like i've just been super busy um yeah, yeah it's just getting. i will say though um I've been trying to listen to more music because apparently that's like something that I should do. Uh, so I've been, I caught Lord's new album, which I thought was kind of boring, but like good. Like it was solid, but it was kind of boring. Sure, yeah. But I guess it's the only other thing of any, oh no, and Polygon. I've been like fucking with Polygon's YouTube channel pretty hard. Huh. We're getting into that. So if you if you like us, you'll really like them because they're us, but talented.
1: They're us, but like they make Fuck, a lot more they're money. They're so funny. Um, and they and put so... their money back into their
0: stuff. Yeah, well I put all my money back we into We just put this. the money back into yeah. beer. <laughs> yep um no yeah so check them out on youtube um their polygon uh but i think that's probably it so it's the time of the week ben facebook uh dcm YouTube. works social youtube.com slash dcm you, you got too quick <laughs> uh at dcm works. uh patreon uh patreon.com slash dcm works chuck is a buck chuck is a buck mate throw it in the tip jar yeah of patreon
1: through through patreon through, don't just, don't put, just in a jar. put it in a jar and think it won't, it'll get, it, to it it won't get to us <laughs> i mean it
0: might but it seems unlikely
1: throw it in the river we'll get it eventually check it
0: put a note with it to say it's for us no one, will, no one will steal it no yeah no yeah. stealer. Uh, if you want to see our other shows you can go to dcm.works it's the best place to get the links to all the other stuff that we do uh we're going to be trying to start a weekly live stream on saturday morning australia time oh sorry sunday morning australia time so saturday night us time uh, we're going to try and do that every week if we can play some so, games Yeah, hop into the DCM Works YouTube channel if you want.
1: Have some chills,
0: chill with the fam,
1: chill with the squad, fam, squad,
0: fam, bam, wham. Uh, But as always, let's stop before we. I was wrapping up, and you fucking like brought it. I was, I was like, go, go ahead, wrap it up. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm at DCM. I hit by. I'm at Literal Citrus, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. It was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as it makes part. us look really
1: um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, won cool.
0: a, we went and bought a
1: value pack of stretch.
0: Oh my god, bread. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about Storytelling.